0: So my identity in Christ trumps my identity in my blackness or my identity in my femininity every time because when this body dies, there won't be any blackness and there won't be a woman. I will just be a spirit. And if I go my whole life not giving my spirit something to identify with, she will be lost when I die. If I go my whole life putting 100% of my identity in being a black woman, I have diminished who I truly am because I'm not just a black woman, I'm a child of God. Made in the image of God, chosen for a specific purpose. And I'm part of a unified body of people who have one mission of freedom, truth, and life, just like you do. So the last place we want to be in is having so much pride in who the world tells us we are that we get to a place where we're denying Him to show up in that worldly identity. what's good y'all welcome to the 35th episode of the journey podcast with your girl jada christine if this is your first time here this is a podcast where we talk about faith life and our journeys as believers of jesus christ on this podcast i share encouraging messages and testimonies that pertain to my life as i navigate my walk as a young black christian woman in her 20s to create a safe and relatable space for other believers trying to navigate this life thing. If you want to keep up with the podcast on social media, follow at The Journey Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And if you'd like to follow me personally, my username is at jxdacristine on Instagram and Twitter and Jada.Christine on TikTok. Lastly, if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe. And if you're listening to the podcast, I'd love if you left a review. Okay, enough with all that. Now let's get into this conversation Today we are talking about identity and I think this is a hot topic in our society and in our generation right now in general as everyone is trying to define who they are or even if figure out if they even should be defining themselves by one thing, whether that be their job title, their status, their sex, their race, etc, etc, etc. And I was having a conversation with one of my clients who you may or may not see in one of these upcoming Episodes, And we were talking about how we both used to be activists, feminists, uh, Black Lives Matter, all of that. And how we used to define ourselves by those things. And in high school, I placed my identity in the color of my skin and this body I was given as a woman. And I had a lot of pride in it, you know. And as a Black woman, I think it's important to be confident in who you are. Lexi and I talked about this in episode 32 a bit, that society may not always respect you and the fact that Jesus was hated in the same way, so yes, of course, I think it's important to be secure in who you are and confident in who you are, but I think we are distracted on what really matters when it comes to identity because, to be honest, our skin and our gender is only on the outside, and I had so much pride in my blackness and so much pride in my femininity that I denied the fact that I was a child of God. Actually, (laughs) Let me rephrase that. I called myself a child of God, but I didn't act like, I didn't act like it. And First John 2, 4 says, if someone claims I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. So I would say God first, but it really was culture first, music first, history first, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And when I gave my life to Christ, something shifted. I wasn't only going to call myself a child of God, but I was going to actually walk in it. So story time. The first time I really recognized that the first thing I wanted to identify with is Christ was during a photo shoot. I was part of this small photo shoot for women empowerment series, and there was an interview person. And during the interview, he asked me who I represented. And I said, I represented the kingdom of God (laughs) and his whole demeanor changed. And I can only assume, but I think he expected me to say, oh, I represent black people or I represent women, but no, I said I represent the kingdom of God, but let me tell you why I don't want to put my identity in my race or my gender and why I put my identity in Christ as children of God, though, we may come from different backgrounds and different races. We are on one accord. We stand for the truth and everything we do, we do it unto him. It's not the same case for all women, and it's not the same case for all black people. It's a long scripture, but 1 Corinthians 12, 12 12-27 says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. We have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad all of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is a part of it. (laughs) That was hella long. (laughs) Maybe I should have like shortened it a bit, but this scripture just shows that no matter how unique or, how unique our purposes are. They work together for the entirety of our good. And I understand that when God created me, yes, he painted me black and yes, he made me a woman, but he has something, he had something far more important in mind, my purpose. And throughout this whole scripture, not once is race mentioned or is gender mentioned. So my identity in Christ trumps my identity in my blackness or my identity in my femininity every time, because when this body dies, there won't be any blackness. And there won't be a woman. I will just be a spirit. And if I go my whole life not giving my spirit something to identify with, she will be lost when I die. If I go my whole life putting 100% of my identity in being a black woman, I have diminished who I truly am. Because I'm not just a black woman. I'm a child of God made in the image of God, chosen for a specific purpose. And I'm part of a unified body of people who have one mission of freedom, truth and life just like you do and I say this all the time we are so concerned with the physical that we neglect the spiritual yet the spiritual is what is eternal while the physical is temporary when we get to heaven's gates our identity within our own cultures won't matter what matters is did you identify yourself as one of God's children and did you act like it we may not want to admit it but sometimes putting our identity in our blackness in our nationality or in our femininity or masculinity it leaves so much room for us to compromise who we were meant to be in Christ. And trust me, I have the utmost respect and love for my people, but every single thing that's popular in black culture doesn't align with scripture and everything that society tells us means being a black woman or being a woman in general doesn't always align with scripture. So you have to pick one because you can't serve two masters. You can't serve multiple masters. You can't please everybody. Everything that comes with being a feminist may not agree with scripture. So the last place we want to be in is having so much pride in who the world tells us we are that we get to a place where we're denying him to show up in that worldly identity. And that can look like many different things. Like, oh, my people like to celebrate like this, but that celebration is wicked. Or, oh, I'm a city girl. I'm outside with my friends. But you can't be a city girl and a Proverbs 31 woman at the same time. It doesn't add up. A city girl is a woman who finds power in her sexuality and limits her worth to her looks and her abilities in the world but God has made you for so much more and I want to touch on this today because God is too strategic to have placed you and I here without a purpose and an identity and I know that a lot of my peers are going through times where they feel as if they have no true purpose not only that but we're so desperate for identity that we let the world tell us who we are but the world cannot see what God sees. The world did not create you. But they will define you if you allow them to. And too many of us are allowing that to happen. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for everything. If you went to the American government to find your identity, they tell you that your identity is is in how you make your money. Oh, you're a teacher. You're a manager. You're a businessman. No, that is not who you are. That is what you do. If you went to the side of your family who has limited understanding of the world and a lack of faith, they tell you, oh, you ain't never going to be nothing because they can't see what's inside of you. They can only see history. If you went to your grandma who sees you as the number one superstar on the planet, she'd tell you, oh, you're going to be the president. Meanwhile, God doesn't have that in his plan. So now you feel like what you really were made for isn't enough for people. And we're not here to please people. We're here to please God. Now, When you go to God, he will tell you who you are and whose you are. And nobody will be able to take that from you. No matter how the world perceives you, you will always be able to see yourself through his heavenly eyes. Because he will give you prophetic insight into who he created you to be. He will speak to your mind. He will speak to your will. And he will speak to your emotions adding that a passion in you for something. If you have the idea that you were created for nothing, you're wrong. I'm gonna say it again god is too strategic to leave you without a purpose he created everything in this world to work together and i don't believe in coincidences and the fact that you are here on this planet is not a coincidence if you're feeling as though you are without purpose or passion or drive your answer is in him he's the one who's going to give you that intuition and that blueprint for your future he's the one who will give you the instincts to act on them so to understand your identity you have to understand who god is and the fact that you were made in his image. And we're gonna go to Genesis. I've always been really fascinated with the book of Genesis. It's like the origin story and everything goes back to these first few chapters. So first we're gonna look at Genesis one twenty six, and not even the whole verse, just the first sentence of the verse where it says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And I wanna emphasize the fact that this is the voice of God, but he, This is the voice of god but he's referring to himself in plural form he said let us create man in our our image according to our likeness this isn't just god it is just god but this is god trinity this is the father the son and the holy spirit yahweh yeshua and ruach hakadesh i talked a bit i talked a bit about this in episode 35 how we were also created mind body and spirit and if you want to catch up on that episode i'll put it in the description but this is important to understand because our identity is not just in our physical which is what we always say oh i'm black i'm a woman it's not just in our mental oh i have anxiety or is it not just in our spiritual i'm just a christian so i'm not just a black person or just a woman or just a brain i'm a citizen of heaven also we have layers This is why it's going to be very hard for us to figure out who we are if we don't know who we were created by. He is the instruction manual that tells us how to operate. I just moved into this apartment and I had to assemble my bed, my dresser, my nightstand, I mounted my TV, I built my desk and my lamp. And in order to do that properly, I had to read the instruction manual. (laughs) If I didn't read it, I wouldn't have been able to assemble them, or maybe I would have been able to assemble them, but it would have taken me much longer. And if it did get done, there's a possibility for it to not have been done correctly. So they could all fall apart at any time. And a lot of us are refusing to acknowledge the fact that God created us in the first place. In the same way, sometimes our dads say, oh, no, I know how to do it. I don't need the instruction manual. (laughs) But God put our arms together and our fingernails on. He knows the number of eyelashes you have. That's the physical. He also wrote those passions and those dreams in your heart and your mind. And there's a reason you want to achieve what you want to achieve. He also placed spiritual things inside of you to have the ability to connect with him. He also bestowed purpose and identity inside of you. And we're not going to discover those things if we don't ask the big man in the sky who put them there. He is the author of the instruction manual to your life. And the only way to have access to that manual is through him. So if we don't have that instruction manual, We are putting ourselves at risk to fall apart. If I didn't put my desk together properly, it is at risk to fall apart when too much pressure is applied. Or if I try to have it carry too many things. It's the same thing with us as humans. We are putting ourselves at risk of falling apart in our future or our future is falling apart because we refuse to read the instruction manual of our lives. We don't know who we are and what we were made for. So obviously... I'm just using this instruction, this instruction manual as a metaphor. Yes, we do have the Bible, but God isn't going to hand us a pamphlet that says what to do and how to do it catered to our life specifically. There's no secret spiritual list that is written somewhere that says you will graduate at this age. And after that, (laughs) and after that, you will apply to this job where you'll meet a man named John Billy James and y'all will be married at 27 and y'all will have three children together. No but everything that would be in that instruction manual can be be found as we seek him. So I'm gonna share some key components of identity and how you can find those things through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Before we do that, it's very important to know that God only reveals what we need to know. You are not entitled to know the entire plan right now, and it takes faith to be able to submit to that. That doesn't necessarily mean you won't find out in the future, but you have to be okay with not knowing every detail. And honestly, even though that worries me, as I as I go on, I have peace in that. Because I like not having to worry about the details. God kind of spoils us in that way. He's like, don't worry about it. You know, I'll take care of it. And I'm like, okay, God, you ain't never failed me before. But even though it may be limited, we still have access to that knowledge. He will tell us what we need to know. He reveals his plans before, I forgot what verse it was, but he reveals his plans before they're done. 1 Corinthians 2, 9-16 through 16 says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others." for who can know the Lord's thoughts, who knows enough to teach him, but we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ because we were created in his image. That's beautiful. (laughs) I'm talking too fast. Okay. Okay. So what are those key components to identity? I don't believe there are scripture-based answers or scientific facts when it comes to this and I did some research and all I saw was a bunch of opinions. So so what I can offer you today is my scripture-based and experience-based opinion. Our identity is composed of who we are in the inside and how we were formed by God. I believe that is our connection to God and what he created us to do with our lives. For example, a hammer was created to put nails in the wall. The light bulb was created to provide light in a dark space. With us, it's not. With us humans, it's not so black and white. We all look the same on the outside. We're all human. So it's hard to simply say what you were created for off of your appearance, which is what society does. They tell you, oh, you're going to go to school. You got to get married. You got to get a job. That is what comes from within. And it requires some real soul searching. So what I'm about to say to you, Is only applicable if you have the connection to God that I'm referring to. That's the first step, point being clear to anything. (laughs) Without that connection, there's no access for God to reveal those things by his spirit. It says people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. That scripture is so beautiful. Very long, but beautiful. Now there is no step-by-step to understanding the way he puts you together on the inside because we're so unique. He gave us all arms and he gave us legs and eyes, but what he placed on the inside of you is not what he placed on the inside of me. What I can say is that he created us to serve each other. We know that because... That's why Christ came and we are one body as the body of Christ. As I pulled from the text earlier when referring to 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to to 27. It says we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit and we all share the same spirit. So some of us are arms, some of us are eyes, etc, etc, etc. But we all have the same purpose and goal as ambassadors of Christ and we work together and help each other but we will all carry out that purpose in a different way. What you wanna do is point out the obvious in yourself. What are the things that people have called you your entire life, positive or negative? And I say, or negative, because maybe somebody told you that you talk too much when God created you to talk. What are the natural desires of your heart? What are your long-term and short-term goals? I don't know if you know this, but those things were placed there by God when he created you. For me, I was told by teachers that I was a great helper and teacher and I had the desire to help people understand and complete things. I was told by my grandma that I would have my own talk show because when I came home from school all I would do was talk her ear off. I was also told my dad when he picked me up from my grandma's house to stop talking too much sometimes because I talked so much and he was the kind of guy who liked silent drives home from work. I was told I was very creative and I had the ability to make something out of nothing. I was told that I play in my hair too much and my mom got mad when I'd play in my hair after she had just done it. And now I'm a hairstylist. I was told by my coaches that I needed to be more aggressive on the court when really, maybe God created me to be a little bit more sensitive because this world's so hard and aggressive. These are things people saw in me that I was able to cultivate through life and I continue to cultivate now. These are many strong suits that may not have always been seen as strong suits. And some of these attributes may still be seen as weak areas. In one of the previous episodes with um, Minister Jerome, one of the ministers at my church, he said something that I will never forget. He said, if people don't know what you were made for, they will mishandle you. If they don't know your identity, they will mishandle you. So my coaches didn't know, my coaches didn't know what to do with a player who didn't want to get aggressive on the court, especially a post player, because you got to be aggressive. <laughs> my dad didn't know what to do when I was talking his ear off in the car because he was stretched from his day. People don't know what to tell me when I say I want to be in some form of ministry and I'm only 20 years old, but God, God knows, God understands, but God, I cannot tell you what you were made for. This world cannot tell you what you were made for. YouTube can't tell you what you were made for, but what you can do is pay attention to what you've been told, who you've been already to yourself and to others, and take all of that to God and ask him what he has planned to do with it. I took my hopes and my desires to God and my attributes and my talents and he's revealed at least a portion of the plan that he has formulated for my life. When I'm not operating in that plan by neglecting my duties to him and his kingdom I feel useless. When a hammer isn't being a hammer it's sitting in a drawer. So you are carrying something within you that could be sitting on a shelf not in use. It's not losing its value but it's going to waste. You don't want to be in a situation where you are a valuable tool or you have something inside you that is a valuable tool that somebody needs that somebody is searching for but you are hidden because you haven't discovered who you are in him there's a story in the bible that I love for this it's the parable of the three servants in Matthew 25 14 through 30 very long scripture again hold on it says again the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip he called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone He gave five bags of silver to one two bags of silver to another and one bag of silver to the last dividing it in proportion to their abilities he then left on his trip the servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more the servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more but the servant who received one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money after a long time their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver with came forward with five more and said, master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest and I have earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plan and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money. So I hid it in the ground. I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops, I didn't plant and, and, and gather crops. I didn't cultivate. Why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from the servant and give it to the one with 10 bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useful servant into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Lord have mercy. (laughs) So if you have discovered who you are. And this goes if you've discovered who you are but you refuse to act on those talents and those abilities and execute your purpose god is going to get the job done regardless he just may not use you because you may not have buried yourself but you've buried what's within you whether that may be out of fear out of overthinking something very simple or out of ignorance god has blessed us with abilities just how the servants were blessed with money based off of their abilities and honestly this just convicted me because i've buried something valuable that God has given me out of fear of rejection, and I must act on it immediately. It's foolish to not cultivate all of your talents. And not only that, no, I acted on it at first, but then I got scared. Stephanie Ike said something so powerful. She said, God may not always meet you at the beginning of the race. Sometimes he's going to meet you along the way with a a water bottle and a poster saying, go Jada, (laughs) or at the end with the medal and and another race to run. It's up to us to start the race and see where he takes us. It's up to us to start the business and see where he takes us. He's given us all some bags of silver, some talents in our hearts, some abilities, and he's going to come back to us and see what we've done with it, whether that be in this life or after this life. So we need to do something with it, little or big, and see what happens, or at least think about it. I was having a conversation with my man, shout out to him for a real. that's my dog, (laughs) Y'all will meet him soon, but he really broke down something for me that I'm sure will benefit all of us. He said, when we look at Genesis, not even when we look at Genesis, when we analyze Genesis one and two, because there's a lot of gems in there, the creation of this world was so much more miraculous than we think. And the creation of man is so much more miraculous than we think. God said, let us make man in Genesis one and God created man in Genesis one, but man was not formed until Genesis two. Adam was not formed out of the dust on the ground and given the breath of life until after he was created. God was speaking to something in him that wasn't physical. He was speaking to his spirit, what he was made for. He was giving him purpose, intuition, and ability before he even gave him a body. And he did the same thing with you and I. What we have to do is find that thing that he created in you before he created your body. And that is who you are. And when you do find it, Cultivate it, create more, create a vision, get intimate with God, write the vision and make it plain out of faith and wait for him to help you form it from the dust of the ground. I've created so many things in my heart and in my journal that I can't wait to see happen in the physical. I can't wait to watch them form the same way I watch this podcast form from something in my brain in the same way I'm watching my healthy God-centered relationship form something I journaled in the same way. I'm watching other things that used to just be inside my head get formed. And I'm watching them happen in the physical and it's so beautiful. But you have to continue acting on those things that God has spoken to your heart and have the faith that he's leading you to that glorious destiny he speaks of. Just because it's not here yet doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Adam existed before he was even here in the physical. You got to use your spiritual eyes, y'all. Jesus. (laughs) So, uh let's pray. I want to pray for us. If you've been feeling like you don't know your identity, if you've been feeling like you lack purpose and and drive, I want to pray for you. And I want you to pray for yourself too after this video. God can do a lot more with that. <laughs> Dear heavenly Father, Lord, I pray for all those who are watching this video and all those who may not watch this video, Lord, I pray that if anyone is out there without purpose, without identity, feeling lost, Lord, but feeling purposeless, Lord, I pray that you would reveal their abilities and the talents that you have placed within them. I pray that they would get close enough to you, Lord, that they would ab- that would they would be able to find it in you, Lord, that you would reveal the things that have been hidden inside them the same way you have revealed the things that have been hidden inside of me. The same way that you continue to reveal those things that are hidden inside of me, Lord, you have placed talents and abilities in our hearts, the same way the master had placed pounds of silver in the, his servant's hands. Some may have 10, some may have 20, some may have five, some may have one. And Lord, I pray that we would be able to give you a return on all of those investments that you have made in us, Lord, whether that has whether that is one, 10, or 10,000. I pray that we would be, be able to give something back to you, back to your kingdom, Lord, and that it would have purpose and that it would change, Lord, so that when you do come back, And we do have a return on that investment, that you are able to give us more, that we are able to celebrate together the same way that the master celebrated with his servants. And God, I just pray that you would follow us all the days of our lives, Lord, that if we lose courage, that you would renew our strength and renew our hope in you, that you would give us the ability when we feel like we have no ability, Lord. When everything seems confusing and impossible, Lord, give us the faith to move on, to move forward and to keep creating and to keep believing in you, Lord. I pray that you would strengthen our hearts and give us the courage to be bold, Lord, in the spaces that we feel like we don't belong in, Lord. I pray that you would just cover us every single day of our lives, Lord, that you would connect us and give us the opportunities and the network connections that we need to do the things that we dream about, Lord. That everything that you have placed within us would come to pass in this lifetime, Lord. And that you would not have to give what you've placed within us to somebody else, Lord. That you would not have to take the little that we have. That if you've given us one ability, Lord, that we would not hide it. That you would get, That you would not take it away from us if we do hide it, Lord. But that you would pull it out of us. Bring it to light. Show us what is hidden with, inside of us. Shed light on it, Lord. And give us the opportunity to share with the world. And, Lord, I just pray for your love and your comfort and your strength as we go on. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, amen. Okay. Um, That's all I have for you guys today. Thank you for watching this video. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to like comment and subscribe if you are listening on the podcast please leave a review if you're listening on the podcast on apple Podcasts or spotify if you enjoyed this word if you enjoy this message please share it with a friend post it on your social medias or post it on tiktok you know i'm posting clips on tiktok on instagram and stuff share them you know do your thizzle. if you enjoyed this episode um if you want to talk more um i'd be happy to i'd be happy to talk with you and message me you can message me on instagram you can message me on tiktok you can Um, comment under this video and we can talk about it if you need somebody to talk to about anything you're going through or if you want help identifying your identity and follow the podcast on instagram at the journey podcast and on tiktok at the journey podcast follow me on instagram and twitter at Christine, and follow me on tiktok at jada.christine i hope you all have a blessed day please spin back please come back come see me or listen to me again and look at the previous episodes because they are good too and have a blessed day i love y'all